So this is a continuation. As a rock star, who would you consider the true rock stars in any field? Uh, the true rock stars in any field uh, necessarily, and again, this is Freddie saying it, uh, isn't necessarily, you know, those individuals who are popular. Um, he didn't have a lot of faith in, especially in the political leaders of the uh, or the standard quo, or the rulers, or authority. Let's just put it that way. Authority, because again, authority, you could see right through them, is again full of crap. They were very insecure, you know, having rules and laws, and so that didn't really make sense, but it was about control. Religion, politics, countries, presidents, whoever, um, I don't know, managers, right? Uh, so on companies, or recording labels, or companies, um, yeah. So, uh, so he didn't have um, respect for them because, in its truest sense, they weren't true to themselves. So why should he be true to them, right? Or and then why should he follow uh, those rules and laws? So. Uh, coming back, um, rock stars is anybody that identifies himself um, and, and and abides by a higher, uh, what I would call, say, a moral standard or code of ethics, right? Um, and that doesn't mean that you don't you know drink or uh, you know you don't have sex or you know, that's a distorted moral ethic. Um, it means that. You know, you know what you're doing. You're doing it for a purpose, um, and um, you're not trying to lose yourself. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't abide by those moral ethics or code that he actually represented, and that's one of the things that I'm seeing that he was very, very frustrated, especially after you know he comes off the drugs. Um, it's like, holy crap, it's like, why did I do that? I guess it goes for anybody, uh, but more so for him is because uh, he had a strict moral, say, code or ethic, uh, which really destroyed, and that's another uh, push or you know, kick in the ass for him to, say, wake and pull away from those people that started to, say, suck the life out of him. Um, uh, so that's what it was, uh, sucking the life out of them. So over time, you know, there's cockroaches, I guess you could call those people that suck the life out of them. And since he was, well, um, yeah, um, that person that could provide more, well, there's a lot of cockroaches, right? And again, cockroaches. Uh, my definition, Freddy's. Um, yep. um, what was I going to say? Oh, so, well, there are spiritual cockroaches that would do the same. So, so as he took these drugs, or, you know, got high or whatever, liquor, whatever he did, um, oh, he's telling me pretty much everything. Um, yeah, pretty much everything. Um, anyway, uh, sexually as well. Uh, and not proud of it after, afterward. So, again, it's because of his moral ethics, which is very different than the human moral ethics. Okay? So, um, yeah, yeah. So, 
Just give me a second here. Again, a lot of information coming through. Oh, okay. So in over time, what happens is that say you're, you, you put yourself in an insecure position and people take advantage of you the same way that physical people take advantage of you, right? Very brilliant guys, very popular. So over time, <clears throat> and it's interesting enough um, from what I'm seeing is that his twin would get affected by the drugs or whatever he used as well. So that identity, that spiritual space, because his twin over time got so involved in say, Freddie's life, he was so intrigued, just like we do, right? We get so mesmerized by this reality, the density of this reality, you know, the way we could say touch and feel and sense uh, all the aspects that we can't in, in spirit form. He got so intrigued, he started getting, say, time-bound. So not, again, not as of a pure being as they were when you were younger, just like you were, um, right? Um, so, again, time solidifying uh, memories and distortions, if we think you are. So over time, that twin started to get pulled into this reality. So it's almost like they merged. Oh, that's early death. Uh, that's, oh, okay, that makes sense. So over time, as they merged, literally, the physical, physicalness, right, the Freddy would have to get pulled over into that death space. Again, more so than, say, that twin that, um, that got merged. So um, because he has no identity, a physical identity here. So over time, again, especially with the drugs, what would happen is that, well, they both kind of merged and there was just one. It wasn't a sidekick anymore. Um, there was no protector uh, anymore. Um, and then, well, since there's no protector, just like a human, right? Uh, an unconscious human, Again, he kind of turned uh, unconscious, although he would probably have an awareness somewhere deep inside, like many of us do, right, that we don't listen to, um, that was buried into him. So, um, and by the way, over time, and people would say, oh, it's, his, it's the drugs that, he, you know, we don't even know who Freddie is anymore. You know, he changes, his personality changes. Yeah, it could be the drugs. But but more so, and I've seen this many other cases as well, is that that those two identities, the sidekick, the deep friends, right? The best brothers, uh, they could be, well, they're merged. So one takes over the other. Hence, he would have what some, again multiple personalities it's like or you would say something to say his his brother uh and then he would come back and and you would say you know continue on that conversation and he would know what you were talking about well it's not because he was losing his mind it's not because you know, his brain's fried on drugs and so on it's just that the, the identities now in one one body um to kind of taking over uh, so that's why. So when that other identity right, um, would take 
over-control him, see what life is about, uh, you talk to that identity, right? Then, then later on, the Freddy that we knew would come on board, so to speak, uh, and then you would talk to Freddy, so it's like talking to two different people. And then one didn't communicate with the other. So um, so as you got closer and as you got merged into, say, that no-time space, well, if you're living in that more and more and more, you're going to die sooner because, it, because you're having an identity of being a timeless being. Um, so if you're a timeless being more so than a physical being, well, you can't hold on to a body. In the way Einstein said it, if you're resonating with a certain frequency, there's no way in hell that that, that is not going to materialize. So for, in his case, yeah, that's one of the reasons why uh, he died earlier um, than so. Uh, was it about the AIDS? Mm, AIDS or a car accident or whatever else would be a component of dying early. Okay? Um, so uh, another aspect about that uh, from what he's telling me is that, um, and this is very intriguing to Freddie as well, as well the way I see it, uh, as I read his files, uh, as that consciousness awakens. By the way, as I read those files, the consciousness awakens, it actually comes into a pure, say, standard or format consciousness. So that's another cool thing about it as well. That consciousness expands, and when somebody who is awakened enough can expand into that consciousness, it could be, say, another so-called, say, Freddy uh, in the future that could even be better than him. And that's, again, that's cooler, or another Einstein or whoever, right? Without the distortions that come about it, because we're awakened human beings, so to speak, right? Um, we're learned, we understand uh, the physics uh, of exponential intelligence. Now we tap into a higher consciousness um, that somebody's already opened, uh, although distorted, and we go, wow, that's really some good stuff, and good shit, uh, but let's do it the right way this time. Let's do it the proper way. So, um, Anyway, uh, over time, the two merged. There is no um, control person. Right, there's no protector. So as, again, when you start to lose yourself, you start to lose control of yourself, people take advantage of you. Well, things on the other side start to notice this and start taking advantage of you. It's kind of like putting down um, your immune system, right? Your immune system is weak. What do you do? You know, you catch a simple cold, you catch, you get sick, normal, uh, more so than, say, normal. Same thing happened here, uh, but it's not about getting ill, though that's part of it. It's about, it's about a higher consciousness starting to, say, invade his space, or, you know, say, so he didn't really, say, sell his soul uh, to the devil. Uh, like other artists who crave to be, to be, you know, famous uh, and make a lot of money, right? Uh, or a lot of politicians or a lot of actors or whoever, uh, businessmen, right? They crave, right? They'll sell, they'll do anything uh, to be famous and uh, and wealthy. Well, Freddie didn't do that. Uh, uh, totally the opposite. Uh, but again, the same end result. Um, a darkness kind of took over him. But that darkness was just, uh, I want to say, 
35, probably had age. I think he died, I don't know, late, or mid, early, no, wait, uh, mid, late 40s. Uh, from So anyway, um, so, uh, 39, 40, so that darkness kind of took over. And that's where things were kind of, uh, you know, went downhill um, with him <sighs> and started, say, possessing him or controlling him and stuff like that. So, um, although he tried to fight it and, you know, try and that's if you knew him, uh, I think you would concur with me uh, that there was always like internal fight. That's what this internal fight was about, uh, by the way. Uh, or as some people will call, he's trying to straighten out his you know, straighten out your life. Um, uh, what's your relationship with the piano while you aimed for bigger and better in the world of rock and roll in later records? Why did you step back from your abilities on the piano? Um, my abilities, not mine, but Freddie's. Uh, Freddie's abilities, um, he... Uh, he was good at any instrument once he put his mind into it. Uh, again, he just didn't—he didn't really say step back from just the piano, but but as he you know as he grew, uh, as, uh, just like anybody mastering you know through just like say raw uh, raw experience, right? Uh, of doing uh, you know, working on something over and over again, right? Repetition. Um, he started to understand or started to see, say, the shortcomings of a lot of the musical instruments. I think he actually, say, wanted to or was thinking of, say, how can I design, say, better musical instruments? But then again, he was, say, flogged um, or kind of shut down because even if he did could or could create other musical instruments, that we couldn't hear it anyway. We don't have the human capacity to hear it, so um, so that's kind of um, kind of shut him down. But he was very creative, uh, not only in say design aspects or yeah, design aspects, but then also uh, almost like he could have actually created some other musical instruments uh, from what I'm seeing. Uh, tell us about your involvement in the recent uh, film, Bohemian Rhapsody. What did you want the actor uh, Rami Malik uh, and viewers to experience or understand? Um, so this is a very excellent question. And, and, you know, what happened in that movie is that um, the same way that my twin... Um, or, or, or Freddie's twin, you know, kind of started controlling him. Um, as he awakened um, after death, he started to understand. Uh, he started to understand. It's like, and by the way, it's not just it's not just it's not just me that uh, again, not just Freddie that's awakened, but a lot of other say uh, um, uh, musicians. Uh, so I, I don't know why I made it, but there's actors as well. Um, and uh, he attributes, well, thanks, Freddie. He attributes that to, say, my consciousness kind of awakening or 
or putting a ripple throughout this reality. So what happens is that people who are intuitive on the other side, who are kind of awakened, and by the way, this happens all the time. It's not just you know famous individuals, but it happens all the time, literally. Say somebody's, and I'll explain it briefly, say somebody's close to death or uh, on the other side. Uh, and they're kind of waking just a bit, but not enough to understand that there's, say, a higher reality out there right? uh, for them, or they can't access it for some reason or the other. Uh, I have a, Somebody has a session with me. It's like, oh, your mother died a year, 10 or 20 years ago. It's like, yeah, uh, and I can you know, uh, describe their mom, uh, but then help them awaken to a higher consciousness. So literally it's like those individuals, that consciousness was crossed over um, connects through the living person that's connected, that connects to me, and then I help them say awaken to more of a potential. Don't ask me why they can't awaken themselves. Um, Freddie, can you answer that? Um, oh, so it's because of a. And again, this is Freddie's animal. Well, thanks, Freddie. Um, this is this is where this is where um, if you're not awakened to a certain level. You disconnect from you disconnect from this world, or from what I see from my from my standpoint, time you disconnect from this world. You literally get categorized or shelved uh, into, say, a certain layer uh, of reality or consciousness on the other side, uh, and then you can't get out of that consciousness on your own. From what he's telling me. So there has to be, say, an, an administrator type or somebody that could pull you out of that consciousness and go, hey, you're awakened. So again, kind of a distorted death. So um, in the way Freddie died, I don't want to say distorted, but kind of blocked him or locked him into that layer where he couldn't get out, uh, but awaken. Okay? So what happens is, and this is what Freddie, oh, thanks, uh, so sweet, um, kind of interesting and kind of um, well, it tears it tears me up so it's like a blessing so just let me just enjoy this moment here some of you might feel that too Thank you. Uh, so, what happens is that so my consciousness, kind of that administrator again, people say flock to me. Um, physical people, uh, they would go. You know, I, I saw I saw your face, or heard your name, or heard your voice. Uh, you know, I bought a. A uh, plane ticket, 14 hours to get to see you, and this is, I don't even know why I'm here. Uh, I have that all the time happen to me at this physical, you know, in this physical realm. Um, well, same stuff happens uh, on the other side as well. So, so what happens is that uh, Freddie's coming, Michael Jackson, we're going to do an interview with Michael Jackson, hopefully around his birthday, uh, coming up. Um, Sid, um, Pink Floyd, 
uh, and again some other musicians who've who've kind of woken again who've crossed over awakened uh and uh, um and what's happened is that they've kind of collaborated or come into a consciousness uh, again, I guess with my own. So thank you for that, or thanks for that recognition. But um, and now they're kind of banding together because they want to bring in a consciousness that is void of having to sell yourself to become, say, famous or become or use the talents right of your own right, not from uh, again, say, a distorted presence that will control you and use you because you don't need to do that anymore maybe in the past you did you know another presence comes into you gives you a great singing voice many artists are that like this by the way um um, um you can almost see and say another presence takes over right and it's like whoa wow uh, you know who are they you know because you're seeing say that darker presence unfortunately not very good for the human form, nor the human soul or spirit. Um, so th- these artists uh, are banding together. Short story: artists are banding together, uh, and then creating a consciousness and helping other people. So, if you want a podcast, if you're a musician or a talent, uh, it doesn't. You don't have to be a musician, um, uh, but if you're a talent artistic type talent uh, and you want to do it on your own without having to sell your soul drop me a line again moss ei moss ei at mossajada.com and maybe we could figure something out we'll kind of bring the whole group it might not be in the short term uh, because I have to understand more on how to do that and that consciousness awakens and more, say, dead artists that are awakening to the fact that, you know, hey, we didn't have to sell ourselves. Uh, there's a better way of doing it uh, as they awaken, so it'll be more powerful for you as well. So, uh, But anyway, drop me a line if you're interested on that. And by the way, this isn't just bullshit. It's not just theory or anything like that. Uh, I've helped people uh, like um, uh, learn foreign languages very quickly, uh, the piano or whatever else. Right? So I've done that before for people, validated proof. Not just one, not just random, but actual, you know, a ton of people. Um, or enough people. Right? Uh, anyway, so I'm really excited about that. Um, by the way, the whole industry, of the music industry, the modeling industry, and so on like that, uh, acting industry, those things are all changing where it's not controlled by darkness. Uh, or having to sacrifice yourself, right, for the fortune and fame. You can do that with, without sacrificing yourself. So, uh, so to go back to this question, um, yes. So Rami Malik, uh, he almost had a vision. So if you ask Rami, he's alive. If you can get to him, um, or if Rami hears this, uh, he almost had a vision, almost an interaction. Uh, and to him, again, not understanding say, the mechanics, it's almost like, you know, you know, Freddie, if you could jump into me, how would it feel like? What would I be like? What would I do? Right? So 
uh, and Freddie's kind of awakening kind of probably set up that vision of what Rami had um, envisioned, so to speak, right? Uh, so it's more than just a vision or um, a visualization you know, or a dream state. It literally like, hey, somebody's playing, going to be playing me. Uh, I want to be that right person. Hence, that's why Rami uh, got picked uh, because he was more, he was easier to say take over, infiltrate. Uh, but he did it from a proper way, from what yeah, Freddie's telling me. Uh, he did it in a clean way, so he, you know, he takes over uh, that that instance of of Rami, uh, but then also what happens is that takes over. But when he it's time to let go, he live he he actually leaves Rami a pure frequency of his own. Okay? Most people, when people take over, they don't know how to do it. But if you're an awakened being, you can actually jump into somebody, clean up people, uh, or, or bring their essence. Um, and by the way, that's part of this live conversations with dead people. I can pull into that consciousness, right? Because uh, that consciousness is awake, so to speak. Or if you want to call it Freddy, go ahead. Um, but anyway, you jump into their presence, right? And then you leave because you're awakened. That consciousness is awakened the way I design it. Consciousness is awakened. You both get, uh, it's a win-win situation. You both escalate yourself to a higher frequency. That consciousness, whether that person is dead or alive, uh, still awakens. Uh, and then the living person obviously awakens because it's a fresher. Uh, they're fresher because now they've been, say, uh, um, integrated with a timeless being that's awakened. That's why it's an expansive space, right? Um, uh, in your opinion, is there a difference in recorded music and live music performance uh, when it comes to connecting with the audience? Um, yes, there is. Because in a live performance, obviously, you can feel the frequency, especially the way uh, uh, Freddie, I was going to say I, the way Freddie uh, sees it. Right? He really, really connects with that individual. It's almost like he can connect with each individual. And the way he does that is pretty impressive, even in, back uh, when he was alive, is that, say, that twin, um, a twin would say, kind of the way I do it as well uh, is that you know you you can say access a timeless state but I don't have a twin by the way but anyway you access a timeless state uh, and as you so you basically you kind of manipulate time and space and then you pull people into a higher functioning of themselves more of their timeless being right so in the live audience well you have that um, where they feel it directly in a recording music, obviously it's harder or studio music because the audience isn't there. Right? Although you can get some feeling of that, um, because it's the way I create mastermind. So, for example, the twenty-one days. You know, if you're in it, uh, the first few days, 
you know, your consciousness is a part of that mastermind. So basically for Freddie, um, you know, that audience would be that mastermind. So in the recorded studio, after a while, you know, your residue, I guess, would be part of that audience. But again, it's not as powerful as a being live on that. So hopefully that made sense for you. So just to reiterate, um, more of a mastermind, uh, pulling them into a timeless state, and then that's where that deeper connection between um, Freddie and the audience came about. Uh, and then uh, on a recorded that mastermind's been created because you'd listen to his music or if you went to his concert. So that recorded music, for example, if you've never been to a Queen concert, uh, it would feel very different to you than if you had been to a Queen concert and then listened to it. And again, it's not just because you're remembering the songs when you were there, but the bigger reason is that he, he could pull you up to a higher consciousness of yourself. Uh, as a frontman on stage, you were only seen as a flamboyant extrovert, yet you were also noted to be intensely uh, shy, uh, intensely introvert, introverted in other aspects of your life, and even admitted to loneliness. How did you balance this economy, uh, and in what ways did you use it for fuel and greater success? Uh, talked about that I uh, can go into it a little more depth, depth. Uh, again the way the way it all worked is that that loneliness wasn't because well other reasons why I explained earlier about having that twin so he wasn't really say really lonely but uh, obviously you do get disconnected from say humanity or humans um, so that's where that loneliness came from um uh, how did you balance the dichotomy? Um, I really didn't, from what he's saying. How how could you? Uh, the dichotomy still existed. So, didn't really balance it out. Uh, he learned to live with it. Uh, but disappointed, uh, from what he's telling me, because he couldn't find, say, quite the right individuals who were at a higher frequency. So he could, say, Play with them, right? Play with that frequency of what he saw in physical form or density. So that's that's what really made him sad or lonely about humanity is that there wasn't more people. Say at a higher consciousness where it's like, hey, to share his experiences of say of that reality that he would go into with you know the the wider range of colors and so on. Right? Wouldn't that be cool if you could do that? Um, I wish I actually knew him. I bet. You could take me there. Uh, uh, Queen was uh, integral to shattering limits in rock and roll. Uh, in this day and age, what do you see it? Uh, what do you see it would take to establish? a re-renaissance, a revolution in a music history uh, that moves humanity into the age of enlightenment. Uh, well, we talked about that. Uh, so that's when, again, these dead, uh, awakened musicians, um, they're awakening up to that consciousness, a higher consciousness, 
purification, uh, should those musicians are literally available for you in the future, as soon as we figure out how to do that, um, in the future to help you, say, bring in, and they're really eagerly waiting because they do want to, say, say start to create a new music revolution. Uh, again, the key is that it comes from a pure frequency. That's what it's all about. Uh, even, I think Bob Dylan said in his age, uh, older age, I sold myself to the devil. So a lot of people, uh, by the way, are uh, saying that. So uh, in this case, you don't have to do that. So they're eagerly waiting to train you, and hopefully in the near future. Um, not any time this year, 19, 2019. Um, so, um, so, th so from that what'll happen is that the meshing of the knowledge or the consciousness that I described, uh, it'd be uh, people who have the right traits can easily, uh, not easily, can say access through a certain protocol, a consciousness. Uh, so for faster, uh, more enlightened type uh, music. So as the music um, changes, uh, what happens is that people listen to that music, people get enlightened from it, they start to awaken from it. This is how, again, another access on, or another, uh, yeah, another uh, avenue on, say, awakening in the consciousness of humanity. Um... What did you value most in life? You once said that if that you do it differently, if you could do it all over again, please tell us um, what, how you would do it differently. Well, now that he's awakened, uh, he's telling me that, um, you know, it loved the identity, he loved what happened, uh, and so on like that. But if he had to do differently, he would have awakened or understand the fact that there was a, a twin uh, with him, right? Right off the get-go. He would understand, say, the mechanics that I described to him uh, right off the get-go. So imagine if you knew that right, uh, you know, right in the beginning and as you grew and expanded from it. Well, if you knew what was going on, what was really happening, you wouldn't go through the turmoils, the tribulations, the you know the loneliness, uh, the drug addictions, and all those things uh, that people go through because they would understand themselves at a deeper level. Um, and then also, uh, he would really identify or work on his physical identity, his physical body, so the frequencies, you know, would not destroy the body. Um, um, he and he would, he would, he would be female. So if, just because uh, females are more say, creative, more emotion. Uh, so uh, and the reason why, um, um, the reason why is that well, um, females. It's almost like females. He's telling me that has a wider range, say, of emotional value. So which could probably hone into. Um, so him being homosexual, by the way, um, 
That's why he was probably homosexual, just the way the band members right, get added on to that expansive state, uh, being homosexual or almost bisexual. It, it kind of expanded that state for him, so that it was his way. But now, they say if he was awakened, he would identify himself with one or the other more to really enjoy, say, this physical realm, rather than the distortions, uh, not so much of himself, but how um, rea um, how other humans saw, you know, being homosexual, um, which was displeasing for him. Uh, it's like, why can't you just love somebody for who and what they are, right? Uh, it's not like you have a choice, it's just someone you, who you are. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Um, and, and since you're awakened, well, you'd have more control, so you'd have more influence uh, as well. Uh, you were appreciated as a deeply sensitive and beautiful spirit. Uh, could you share struggles with finding yourself uh, when it came to homosexuality uh, and how you see it now from your spirit state. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so kind of touched on that a bit more. So again, homosexuality, or uh, I'll call it bi, uh, bisexuality, uh, although leaning towards uh, homosexuality, um, um, was it was his was my his way of like expanding his sensitivity uh, and understanding say all aspects of this reality to actually understand or or a closer definition of 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 like bringing in that emotional that feeling that that seeing state that he saw possibility of so that was his way of say expanding his human his human abilities right? by having you know integrating both sides so that's where his homosexuality again very very different than well, everybody else that is bisexual or homosexual or uh, you know whatever uh, uh, LGBT and all that very very different okay? uh, he, he used it to expand uh, and and have more of a higher consciousness. So, um, uh, find yourself when it came to homosexuality and how you see it from your spirit state. For so at an awakened level, you know. Uh, again, he understands why he did that. So, which actually goes, holy crap! That's that that's an amazing feature. So, actually, he would have say embraced himself more at a different level. Again, once you know the truth, well. It's pretty easy to say know the truth and then perpetuate even you know more truth out of it. Uh, so he'd be more comfortable with it. Um, and again, it's a sad state of affairs the way uh, humanity sees or normal people see themselves. And he kind of laughs at normal people because you know heterosexuals they don't even enjoy themselves. So why are they picking? And this is Freddie's word. I would totally agree. It's like heterosexuals don't understand their own sexuality. So, what's the difference? Let me tell me. Uh, and um, I totally concur. Uh, what the hell is the difference? Uh, most heterosexuals don't even enjoy sex. 
They just do it because that's what they're supposed to do. And uh, again, they don't enjoy it because they don't know who understand who they are. Uh, the way Freddie sees it is that he knew who he was right at a much deeper level. So his sensuality, right, his, um, his desire, say, for sex, because um, he craved and he experienced both sides of it from a full spectrum of vibrancy and knowledge. So if you're coming from that, say, uh, from that instance or from that um, perspective, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity. Uh, but again, uh, homosexuals, LGBT, or whatever else that are out there, heterosexuals, um, tell me they don't know crap, they don't know shit. So, uh, they're all confused. So uh, He doesn't see it any differently. Um uh, and Mary Austin was the kindred soul to which you wrote Love of My Life during this time a struggle uh, with your sexuality. The world witnessed the, the innocence and pure, pureness of your connection to her and could feel the heartache of not being able to truly fulfill each other. Uh, it appeared beautiful and complicated at the same time. How did you look upon your love for each other now? Um, again, if I knew, or if he knew what he knew, um, and why he was the way he was, obviously that relationship would be much grander, uh, very, very different, uh, although it was a much grander, very different experience uh, as well. The reason why he, he was so close, um, he was so he was so close to Mary was that um, Mary could say sense and accommodate. So Mary knew right off the bat because she, just tapping into her and from what Freddie's telling me, um, um, Mary was okay with whoever you are. If you were, say, an alien, uh, she'd be okay with it. She'd just love you because she saw things from a deeper level or higher understanding, although she couldn't say quite understand why she felt a certain way. Uh, there was a part of her, again, more on the death side, so to speak, so she saw the bigger, grander picture of what humans should be. So when she saw uh, Freddie... Well, he's very, you know, he's more of that expansive into that other reality. So he saw that and really intrigued her. It's like, wow, how did somebody create that reality, you know, uh, in this physical form? So that was that bond, that was that closeness. So Freddie felt comfortable with her as well because it's like, well, he could be himself uh, at a complete level and have somebody understand that. So that bond, that connection went way beyond and that love that they had for each other went way beyond, say, the physicalness of this, you know, male-female identity or connection. Um, and then being both, uh, again, erring towards um, the masculine identity. Um, um, and by the way, Mary had an aspect of having a masculine type of identity or being an anchor, so to speak, or a solution or a problem solver for people, again, from a masculine perspective. So that helped the relationship as well. So they bonded really close. 
uh, from what I'm seeing. But that love was beyond, uh, you know, um, like a like a partner type relationship. That love was more of a, a spiritual based relationship. Fortunately, Mary was heterosexual, uh, and Freddie was more homosexual. So that's why the physicalness, uh, although every other aspect of it, you know, worked out. Um, so I think if both of them were awakened to the fact on how or why they run the program that they did, they could have probably worked it out from, right, Freddie? Yeah, so definitely shaking his head. Yep, so, 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 um, anything else? Uh, do you have a message for her and perhaps uh, the world on friendship and love? Sure. Uh, so, he, from what he's telling me, and obviously he answered it from 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 uh, from he answered it a bit from the last question. So, is that you know? especially in intimate, so I'm talking about just about intimate relationships, is that, you know, you need to look beyond, say, the physicalness of the spark, beyond the man and the woman, uh, that that identity. You need to look uh, at yourself or from a higher perspective of who you are and look back into how you've created yourself. Um, uh, and again, I totally agree with him. And then as you do that, you get to cherish who you are as a human identity, uh, being a man or being a woman, right? or even being homosexual or whatever. But again, you know, the physical identity of, you know, man parts, woman parts. Um, so you get to cherish that, no matter what the, you know, the conscious mind or the brain or the DNA structure is telling you. So once you cherish that, what happens is that as you cherish yourself, no matter what preference it is, you know you can unite together, and then you cherish each other, and that's where that strong bonds come. And that would be, say, the closest thing that uh, I guess tell me normal humans um, could 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 get to with the love that Mary and I had. Okay, uh, it was something out of this world. But hence, that's how you would, um, that's how you accommodate that. Um, and then a special message to Mary. If he knew what he understands of himself now, especially, uh, oh, thanks, Freddie, uh, with me working on him, um, obviously the relationship would be totally different. He would understand what, you know, the normal um, humans go through, um, and he would have been more understanding of, say, the emotions of that. Um, but he couldn't quite—he is like a—he couldn't quite figure out the emotions of what what she was feeling because well, she, he couldn't comprehend. So he's deeply sorry for that. He didn't understand. Uh, not that he didn't try, not that he didn't want to, not that he, um, you know, was 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 uh, cold or you know egotistical in any respect. Uh, I think more so than most of his time after several 
break up, um, was spent on this, like, how can I understand uh, Mary at a deeper level? How can I have those human emotions uh, that make you bond? You know, if you're if you're running running from a different emotional, say, set of values or structure or rule set, right? In in Mary's setting, although you have that deeper connection, a spirit level, because right? at spirit level you're a different, uh, say, emotional connection. Right? Um, well, that kind of gets in the way the physicalness because you can't say fulfill each other's needs. So he's deeply sorry for that. If he knew again what he knew now, um, he could duplicate or accommodate the emotions, uh, say that you needed to feel complete or fulfilled. So uh, he loves you, loves you dearly beyond say anything, even um, even more so now than ever before, because well, he understands and cherishes himself. Right in an awakened state, then he understands say, the grandness, uh, Mary, of you uh, at a much deeper state. And again, a quite a, uh, it's almost like an angelic type being, from what I'm saying, uh, or what he's showing me. So, so again, thank, uh, thanks for that, Freddie. Um, So um, as we end, uh, and again, long, so, um, but very um, time-wise, so it is a long podcast. Um, Freddie, it's late night here. Uh, I don't know, we spent a, wow. Um, we spent a couple hours here. Um, and it was beautiful. For me, thank you so much. Thanks for spending the time or that consciousness, uh, for allowing me to say to tap into that consciousness. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, any closing words? Um, it's quite excited actually from what I'm seeing, uh, because he he gets to live and understand and and project the knowledge, uh, not just of musicianship, but with my help, yeah, but with my help, I guess. Uh, thank you. Um, um, you know, bringing in say, a new project of humans. So, so um, uh, if you're different in this world, embrace it. Be it. That's the way that you were created. Okay. Instead of trying to fit in, trying to be normal, why did you create yourself in that respect? If you understand why that uniqueness was needed for you to show itself in this realm, uh, you would be not only completely fulfilled, uh, but any physical, um, you know, money, uh, fortune, fame, um, that aspect of it will be fulfilled as well. So I caution you uh, not to fit in. 
But again, embrace who you are, why you created yourself in the way, in the identity uh, that you did. If you understand that component as if I would have understood stood that component of mine, just think how much even grander I could have been. So I'm putting that challenge out to you who are still in human form. Embrace your, your differences. Uh, and love yourself. Not for, or f not to force your love upon yourself. But, uh, again, if you find yourself, your completeness, uh, love would becoming a natural state of being for you. Uh, wow. Um, beautiful words. Thank you. So, as we end, again, thank you, Freddie, so much. Uh, thank the audience. If you have questions uh, or people who you'd like me to interview, uh, again, Mossy, I'm Mossy at Mossajati.com. Um, quite enlightening, uh, actually. It's always enlightening because you have a higher being, timeless being uh, that I'm, you know, connected to here. And many of you probably felt that. So comment in on that as well. I want to get your feedback um, to share that experience that I'm experiencing. Um, so again, that higher being coming into this space, a timeless being coming into the space, right, invigorating us. And that's how. And that's what real invigoration, that's what that's what we're all looking for coming into this space. So again, thank you so much. Um, and as we end, uh, notice what you notice. Notice the details of what you notice. 